Hello and welcome to our fifth episode of Shoreham Port in Focus. Shoreham Port is a thriving commercial port on the south coast of England. In each episode, we introduce you to key members of the port team, giving you a behind-the-scenes insight into port life. I'm Kate, and I'm the communications executive here at Shoreham Port. Today, I'm really happy to be joined by Tom Willis, Shoreham Port's newly appointed chief executive. Well, welcome, Tom. Thank you very much for coming on today and for being a guest on Shoreham Port in Focus. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and the journey to your role today? So in terms of my career, I'm very much a three-company person, I guess, so far. I joined Royal Mail at the age of 21 as part of their graduate programme. I spent 13 years uh, there, fantastic organisation. Um, I, when I left Royal Mail, I was responsible for postal services in South East England, looked after sort of everything from the edge of the M25 uh, down to the sea. Uh, I moved from Royal Mail because I got very excited to be part of uh, London Olympics at Heathrow. Heathrow were host airport and I got offered an opportunity to join that team. I was at Heathrow for eight years, fantastic uh, high growth organisation, really excited uh, by aviation in general, large infrastructure investment programme and an opportunity really to continue learning more about leading teams in a very dynamic environment. And so after eight years at Heathrow, began to think about what was next for me and came across uh, the opportunity to join the team here in Shoreham. A very different role. Uh, It's my first opportunity as a chief executive. Um, Really excited to be doing something more local. I moved to West Sussex 11 years ago, Um, live with my wife and three daughters in Henfield, a nice place to live in terms of access to the countryside. I'm into my running and so enjoy running about on the South Downs a little bit and also enjoy a bit of a more peaceful part of life. It's lovely to be local and what fantastic organisations to have come from as well. There seem to be many similarities between the airline and the port industry. What parallels have you spotted since starting your role and what do you think is different about shore and port? Yes, there's certainly lots of similarities between coastal ports and airports. I would say one of those is all around service and organisations succeed or fail on the service they offer their customers. And so a lot of what I've been doing in the first couple of months here is, is listening to what our customers really like about the port, what they value about the services we offer here and also what they would like to see us do more of. And it's no different whether you're talking to an airline or talking to one of the larger customers of the port. You know, what what people want is long-term partnerships that successfully help both organisations grow and be mutually successful. One of the things that I think the team here have done brilliantly down at the port is building, you know, such a large uh, local ecosystem, I would describe it, of small businesses that... Um, a part of our tenant community that but actually can grow with us through different sorts of accommodation as people's businesses grow the port's been able to adapt and continue to grow and move with that uh, business and there is the potential here to continue to build a really thriving ecosystem of port customers supporting one another that in turn supporting local jobs local educational work and also a really fantastic community resource as in the port. Yeah I definitely see that too especially you know with our with our tenants our tenant community and the ones that have grown from our sort of smaller business units and and now gone into the recently developed Hove Enterprise Centre and Lady B Enterprise Centre it's definitely reflective of that sort of port culture and the tenant community that we have. There's a lot of development going on within the businesses that are at the port and that's something that's really exciting. 
And what about your time at the port to date? Um, what have been your highlights so far? Uh, highlights since joining the team. Um, I think really it's been the team um, meeting um, most of our uh, 120 odd people um, has been an absolute delight. Hearing what gets them up at some very early times in the morning in all weathers has been really inspiring. And just seeing the amount of people here who are trained in two or sometimes three different roles at the port really just says to me, uh, you know, how connected people are with the place, how important they value uh, the roles, which is which is great. And just seeing that level of engagement and the excitement and buzz um, around the place has been uh, hugely rewarding being so new. Yes, we certainly are quite a dynamic workforce here at the port. A lot of people are cross-trained, there's people that work within such different departments, relate to different industries. It's a very exciting place to work, so I'm really glad that that's your highlight so far. I understand you have a passion for sustainability and community. Was our transport status something that really drew you to the port? Well, it's interesting. The trust status was one of the really inspiring points that, that attracted me to the position. Um, I've worked for some very large organisations, as I said at the start, with different ownership models. And the opportunity to lead the next phase of the port's growth within the trust uh, model, I think it's a huge responsibility, but one that I also find very exciting. We've got to make sure here that we're making sustainable solutions with the community and our teams that serve the customers day in and day out, with, with those groups of stakeholders uh, very much in the front of our minds. And I want um, certainly my time here to be you know, further expanding the trust model and ensuring that the port is here um, for many, many years to come. We have a 250 year proud history in terms of working in this area. And um, I think the trust model puts a lot of responsibility on me to ensure that we're here for many, many, many more years to come. Exactly. That really does match the ethos of the port, giving back to our local community and developing the local area as well. So as well as our valued staff and our stakeholders, customers are also at the core of what we do at Shore and Port. What can our customers expect from us as we enter a new phase of leadership? Um, I think customers have come to expect a really good level of service from Shore and Port. And I think, you know, what, what, what's interesting is that we have such a huge range of different customers from the small uh, local business who's thinking about renting some accommodation for us right through to you know, large national organisations that we partner with uh, on the port. Um, I think all of those groups of customers um, have come to expect a high level of service and we absolutely want to continue uh, challenging ourselves to innovate, challenging ourselves to listen to what customers want from us and then providing that service in a consistent way with no surprises. One of the challenges I'm learning of working with the sea is the variability and uh, making sure that our operation is set up to serve different groups of customers and reduce as much of that variability as possible will be, will be important in terms of keeping our service levels high and therefore our customers happy. I'm sure that's something our customers will be very happy to hear. The combination of innovation and consistency, maintaining our service, but also improving it continually. So talking about innovation, how do you see Shore Import moving forward over the coming years? And what is your vision for the future? 
So I've been asked a fair amount uh, since joining the team here around uh, what's the new strategy, what's happening next. And I think, I mean, it, some may, may, may feel this sounds a little boring, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm still in a listening phase um, where I want to um, talk to uh, more of our colleagues uh, and more of our customers uh, and more of our local stakeholders in the community around what they would like for the port um, and, and how they see the port's uh, vision. It is everybody's port and it's important that everybody feels part of um, shaping our future direction. I've also been left um, with a really strong strategic plan uh, in place. Um, having reviewed that, I think that's, that appears to me to be fundamentally sound. So I know it sounds a little boring, but what people should expect is no sudden uh, jerks in different directions. Um, what we're uh, hoping to see is a, is a lot more of the same in terms of continuing to steadily grow. And then as we get uh, a clearer view on the opportunities for us um, into the next five, 10 years, um, a different conversation when the time is right around um, you know, with greater clarity where the port might be going next. But short term, uh, we're on a good course. We've, we're concluding a good year um, in terms of 2019 um, and uh, very much more of the same in the early part of 2020. That's certainly something for us to all look forward to. Well, thank you so much, Tom. It's been really interesting learning more about your background and your vision for the future of the port. And of course, thank you to you, our listeners, for listening to this episode of Shore and Port in Focus. Please join us again in April when we will be talking to other members of the port team for more insights into port life. And don't forget, if you would like more regular updates, including photos and videos, please follow us on our social media. Links can be found via our website, shoreham-ports.co.uk. See you again in April for more Shore Import news.